Hey everybody, this is the JetCast. I'm your host, Dante DeSantis, along with co-host Dylan Gagan. Say what's up. Hello everyone. Uh, today, we're going to talk a little bit about everything because it's not too much to talk about, obviously. But we did sign two more guys, uh, Bruce Carter and Daryl Morris. That's Bruce Carter, the linebacker. Where did he used to play? Um, he played four, first four seasons in Dallas and then most recently one year with the Buccaneers. And then there was Daryl Morris, who he hasn't done much in his career. How many years has he played, though? Uh, I think three or four, not three quite four. sure. I know he had a game-sealing pick against Buffalo last year, and obviously we could have used one of those uh, this year. But So we signed those two guys, which is mostly depth, but it's also it's pretty amazing to me how McCagden has been able to like get depth players with no cap at all, no cap space, I mean. Yeah, I mean, it's it's been really impressive. He's literally he's even upgraded two positions. I would say the running back position and then the inside linebacker position with limited funds, and I have to say that's really impressive. Yeah, I'm not sure. Like, I I, I mean, I don't understand how cap space works because somehow it always seems like we just have a little bit more than like the estimated one was. But uh, I don't. I guess there has to be a move coming soon. I know you tweeted this earlier. Uh, there has to be some sort of move coming soon, and especially if we're going to sign a quarterback or, you know, like everyone wants, re-sign, well, not everyone, but re-sign Fitzpatrick, we have to make a big move. Um, I don't. I mean, I don't know who that could, I mean, who could we even cut to get money? I mean, um, well, the guy to free at the most space cutting would be the Brickashaw, because he's got that 14 million cap hit. Boom. A lot of people are quick to say just cut him, but I mean, you can't just cut the guy without a replacement in plan. Like you get, they have to make sure they have a guy to replace him before they just outright cut him. Yeah, left tackle is a little bit different than like the rest of the offensive line, where you actually like it's like one of the most important positions on a team. Uh, just protecting the blind side, all the best pass rushers are going over there. Um, I mean, the other, the only other way to get a lot of cap space, or at least to fit cap, or not. Well, I guess that kind of spoiled it. Is to fit uh, fits under the cap. Uh, would have to be trade Muhammad Wilkerson. A lot of people are speculating the Niners. A lot of people are speculating uh, the, uh, what is it, Bears, right? Yeah, a yeah. lot of people speculate the Bears. What do you think about this kind of stuff? Um, I think it's inevitable, inevitable that he'll be traded. Oh, really? All talk. You don't think that yeah, I just we'll think keep him? I just think it's a matter of time, really? to be honest. Huh. I mean, because I know a few weeks ago we thought he would for sure stay, or at least that's what I thought. Yeah, that's what I thought too. And all these sources are saying um, they're shopping, and there's a few teams interested, like the Bears, 49ers. It's I mean, a, I don't even it just know really seems either. like he won't be here. Yeah, it does. It does seem like it's like going to happen. At least a lot more for sure. Uh, I'm like a lot more. What am I trying to say? It's a lot. It's a lot more set in stone that he's probably going to go, uh, as opposed to a few weeks ago, or at least just. I mean, even last week. Uh, it seems like Chicago is the number one suitor because they uh, had this cap space. A few people they could trade, Eddie Royal, maybe uh, uh, there's a few linemen they have backups that aren't bad. Uh, I, I honestly don't, I doubt we'll get any players because, you know, we got to fit under that cap. So it'll probably be straight up Mo for, what, a few picks? Or uh, what do you think we could get for Mo? Well, um, yeah, we probably wouldn't be able to get very many players in a deal for him. The one player I do think that they could possibly get is maybe. Mike Glennon from Tampa Bay, yeah. maybe. I mean, I don't really like him, but um, maybe a pick in and Glennon because the Jets are looking for a quarterback still. Fitzpatrick's not under the cap, but I mean, if they're going to trade Wilkerson, they should be able to sign Fitzpatrick back easily. Yeah, if they trade Muhammad Wilkerson, that's a pretty good sign that Fitz will be back, or at least that's what I think. I I think if 
the only way that they won't keep or how am I going to word this? I think uh, the only way Fitz can come back is with Mo leaving or Debrickashaw cut, and it's more likely that Mo gets traded. Um, I really just I think it's clear that if Mo is traded, Fitz will be back. So there are silver linings to like a lot of people are saying, how can we trade our best defensive player? But to me, there's a lot of silver lining to trading Muhammad Wilkerson. As in, you know, uh, what what bear what pick do the Bears have? Do you know? Um, they have the eleventh pick. They have the eleventh pick, so we'd move all the way. Well, we'd have twenty and eleven because we wouldn't obviously trade our twenty. Yeah. But I'm saying like well, that would also give the, us the opportunity to trade up higher and then maybe get Goff or Wentz or something like that. But even let's yeah. just say that we get the eleventh pick, we have the eleventh and twentieth pick. McCagnan gets best player available. We have two. Uh, let's say he he wor- it, the picks work out. Uh, and we would have two solid young players. Uh, two players with a lot of hope around them, maybe even a quarterback out of Muhammad Wilkerson. Uh, we'd have a lot of cap space. We could get Fitz back. We could maybe re-sign a few other guys. There's a lot of silver lining to Muhammad Wilkerson being traded. I mean, yeah, and you talk about if you, even if we lose him, we I still say we have a top ten D line. I mean, Leonard Williams is emerging. He's already showed he's one of the best run stuffers in the league last year, and we know we all know if Sheldon Richardson's good. It's just his off the field problems, but I think I think he's past that now. Even though he may get suspended at the beginning of this year, suspended the re- beginning of this year, but um, yeah, I, I think he's done with all the off the field stuff, and I think he'll be the um, cornerstone of the D line. Yeah, really. I hope I'm, I hope we're not being naive in saying that we we hope he's done, or we think he's done, but uh, I don't know. With the backlash he got from whenever he did mess up and make a mistake, it would be really hard for someone to uh, do what he did again. At least I really. Uh, it, it does kind of make you nervous, though, because I think one more suspension, it's like a full season, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, because they, they cracked down on that a lot a few years ago. So it would suck to trade Mo, and then you hear something about Sheldon, and then you don't have two of your defensive ends. Luckily, McCagden made the pick where he got Leonard Williams. And I'm starting to think, I think I said this in a previous podcast, where way back then when he drafted Leonard Williams, he kind of saw this coming. Uh, obviously, he couldn't uh, account for how Fitz would have done or anything, but... I'm starting to think that he went strictly with best player available there because, I mean, he could have had Kevin White, who, I mean, we still don't know if he is good, but he was, you know, had high potential. I'm starting to think that that pick was also influenced by the fact that they don't think they can get Mo. Because remember, do you remember that report where they said that they've been trying to work a contract out with Mo for like two years? Yeah, I do. So, I mean, it's kind of insane how, like, it's like he doesn't want to, well, I mean, he see like he's from New Jersey. It seems like he wants to be here, but two years of contract negotiating like that's insane. I mean, if you see, if if they haven't got a deal done, I know it's been two different regimes, but if there hasn't been a deal in like the last three years, I mean, what makes you think they're gonna get one? Yeah, and I mean, they would have got one by now. He has got to be asking for something insane because he's making what fifteen mil now, and if they couldn't like come up with a deal for. 15 mil or something like that. I don't know. It, he has to be something really insane for two regimes to not be able to re-sign him. Yeah, it, it's got to be insane. I, I don't know what else could be, it could be because he can obviously play, but uh, he's yeah, he's got to be asking for way too much. I mean, last year last year was a golden opportunity for them because um, remember um the 2011 class was starting to get a lot of re-signings like Cameron Hayward on the D-line, also um Robert Quinn. They could have got him a reasonable deal, like maybe 11, 12 million a year. But now it's too late for that. Now the market's dramatically increased. So now he's asking for over $15 million, I'd probably. I mean, I don't know what he's asking for, but I assume it's above $15 million. Yeah, I mean, it all comes... I don't even know. It's it's like... It's almost like the Revis situation a few years ago, except Mo isn't holding out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, 
I, I did they, they never franchise tag Darrell Rivas though, did they? He just always wanted a new contract. Yeah, he was just holding out. Yeah, I, I don't know what they're gonna do. I could see like there was reports that he might not even uh, like show up to camp and stuff like that. I saw uh, voluntary stuff, so I mean that would really suck. I'm just I'm speculating. I mean he might hold out if he's franchise tagged. Um, there was it also on NFL Network. There was a report. Uh, Josh Norman and Von Miller are really pissed off about how franchise tags work and stuff like that. So, I mean, if they're pissed off, I imagine Mo might be. So, who knows? I mean, at this point, it seems like it might be really hard to come up with a deal. I, I just don't. Now that I start talking it out and thinking about it more, I really, I kind of agree. I don't. I think it's inevitable. I mean, I think, I think they. Sh- it might take a little, a couple of weeks. It might be close to a draft before they get some, but I do think they'll be able to find a partner eventually. If it it's not a first round to, pick, it might be up to the draft. Honestly, yeah. it it could be because there always seems like there's that one trade like no one, absolutely no one expected. A, what was it? A few years, 2013 draft when Dolphins traded up to the Raiders. No one expected that for Deion Jordan. I mean, yeah. that was out of nowhere. Uh, I mean, and the Jets had, have had a history of trading players in drafts before. Remember when they got Sanchez? They traded like Abram Ellum. I think Kenyon Coleman and another guy. So they yeah. traded uh, a Dwight Lowry. I think it was. They've traded a lot. Um, they've they've the Jets are pretty active in trades now. That they kind of think about it, but uh, but it makes me think of the draft. There was that one report uh, that the Jets are have their eye on a like this one QB. Do you have any idea? Like, would you what would you imagine or who would you imagine that might be? There was a report. Yeah, there was, was this report? report I saw. I can't even I can't verify what source I I just completely forget. Uh, but I saw it on Bleacher Report, so one of their like millions of sources, uh, they said that the Jets have their eye on it, like one quarterback or like there's a specific quarterback that has oh. Agnes' eye or something like that. Oh, if I if I had to guess, I'd probably think maybe um Paxton Lynch from Memphis. Yeah, it seems like he would be he would fit so well yeah. at twenty, and I I don't know it, it that but it, if we trade Mo, I mean, do we still? I don't think we go for Paxton. I'm starting to think. I'm thinking that it might be Goff. He would fit so well into the into the system. But where I, there's also uh, there's speculation that he might drop in the draft. There's I mean, obviously, no one really knows how the draft's going to go down. You never do. But mm-hmm. who knows? I mean, we might end up with Jared Goff. I mean, this draft it should be a pretty uh, pretty awesome one, honestly. I mean, if if he fell to twenty, that'd be amazing. But yeah, I- but then I think I, I texted you that the other day. I said. Uh, you know, Goff might actually make it to us if he makes it past the Niners. And then you were like, well, what about, you know, the Bears and Rams? The Ram, the Rams, yeah. Yeah, the Rams. The Rams are desperate, I think. They have Case yeah. Keenum as their starter right now. There's there's kind of a wild card, uh, I guess, with Matt Forte. It doesn't make any sense. But Ezekiel Elliott, uh, we could get with that 11th pick. I was just thinking of if we were to trade Mon Wilkerson. Um, yeah, I think he'll go. If he gets past the Eagles, I don't think anyone will take him. Maybe oh, the Giants. Yeah. If, if Ezekiel Elliott makes it to 20, I think we're going to take him. I don't know. At this point, I'm so confused with what McCagnan is doing. But uh, that also made me think, what was I going to say? Um, oh, so I was reading this article earlier where uh, they basically are already making the depth chart and grading the depth chart as of now. And uh, it was outside linebacker, and they said uh, – so with outside linebacker, you know McCagnan's going to draft best player available, but it almost seems like he has to draft a needed outside linebacker, right? I mean, who's there right now? It's Lorenzo Malden, Trevor Riley, um, Freddie Bishop the third, and do you know the other? Who else do we have at a outside linebacker? Um, that I think I read read something earlier today that Rich Meany put out about um Mike Catapano. Oh, that's right. I thought he was playing defensive end, or is he playing like a hybrid role? 
Well, I read on the thing he said the Jets um are going to give him a chance to be a full-time linebacker. I don't know how that's going to work out. But I was, actually, I was kind of sad to see him um go down with injury last year because I saw he had a sack against the Giants. I thought he had a lot of potential. Yeah, I mean, was... he, he had like a sack or two, didn't he? I mean, he played really, really limited, but he didn't play bad. Yeah, I was like, I was pumped to see him play the rest of the season. It sucked he had to go down with that injury. Yeah, I, I do remember he didn't play too bad. But see, with but if our options for starting outside linebackers right now are come down to Lorenzo Malden, Trevor Riley, and Mike Catapano, or Catapano, I'm not sure how to say it. I think that we will. I think it's almost guaranteed we draft a linebacker at 20. I mean, Darren Lee. I I think he's going to go and be a surprise and draft really high. Um, but I mean, Leonard Floyd. What else? What other linebackers are? Projected round twenty, I uh, totally mind blank. Noah Noah Spence, oh, Leonard Floyd, Spence. Are the two major ones. Uh, wait, who was the other one? No, um, just Noah Spence and Floyd. Oh, Noah Spence and Floyd. Yeah, I mean, I mean Floyd. I, I mentioned before that I would really like him at twenty, but uh, I didn't know too much about him, so I started looking up, you know, reading all the reports and stuff, and apparently. A lot of people are trying to compare him to how Quentin Copeland would work because he's kind of raw. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I mean that's so that's kind of like a, it's kind of a stretch to just say oh he's the next Quentin Copeland, but uh, especially if we haven't even drafted him. But Noah Spence would also work out pretty awesome. At least yeah, I mean you can say that about any prospect, but the dude can fly. I mean off the edge. I mean he he's he would be awesome off the edge. You know what I mean? Yeah, he's definitely talented. Um. What was he? Um, wasn't he in trouble for um? Oh, that's right. He, he did get in trouble. He wouldn't be projected around twenty or anything if he weren't for. I think it was a, it was maybe something with drinking. I'm not even sure. Yeah, but I, I do I've, remember he got in trouble. I think it was something about alcohol related. Because yeah. he transferred, he transferred from Ohio State to um Eastern Kentucky because of that, I believe. Oh, hmm. Does he play at A and M? No, it was just Eastern Kentucky. Oh, I thought he ended up playing at A and M. Um, the jerseys are similar, but yeah, they're very similar. Yeah, so, I mean, I think I could definitely see Noah Spencer, Leonard Floyd there. I don't remember how we got to the – oh, some of the current outside linebackers. I think we definitely have to draft – no matter what, we are going to draft an outside linebacker. And a few weeks ago I said I think no matter what it will be a running back. I didn't realize we would add, you know, two more running backs rather than just – I mean, I said I think we'd get below Powell back. I didn't think we'd add two more running backs, Kyrie and uh, Forte. So, I mean, I don't know if we'll draft a running back. I kind of – I hope we do um, just because I like to have a little bit – you know, I like to have a younger roster, but yeah. uh, it I, looks like right now there's not really space for one unless they don't want Stacy. They'll keep four running backs, but um, I'm not sure about that. Uh, do you, I mean? Do you think we will draft a running back? I mean, it's, I mean they have five on the roster now. So what, be what is it? Just... Oh, Dre Archer's there too. Yeah, but Dre oh, Archer's a guy that does a lot of things. He's a receiver. You can return. Yeah, he would make too. a lot of sense to stay on the roster just for special teams. So. Yeah. yeah, I could definitely see Dre Archer staying, but uh, who's the? But I mean, it's hard to see another player fitting in to like, because what are you going to do? Cut Kyrie Robinson? I, I mean, I think, that's I what people are saying. Cut. Maybe Kyrie could get cut. Maybe Zach Stacy could get cut. Um, and plus, how many how many times does someone get cut at the end of a Jet training camp and then just come back a few weeks later because someone gets injured? I mean, it wouldn't be like we completely cut ties with Kyrie Robinson or anything like that. Yeah. But I could, I could see that happening, especially because he's coming off injury. So, I mean, it could be like the Ridley situation, and hopefully it's not where we just keep him on the roster for half a year for nothing. Um, and, yeah, but by the way, Ridley left to the Lions. The Lions signed like three Jets, didn't they? Yeah, they signed um, Walls, Ridley, and uh, Curly. Jeez. It, yeah, sucks. Curly. it still sucks to see Curly go. Yeah, it sucks a bit. I mean, this new regime just likes their big-ready receivers. Yeah, and that was, uh, that was the other guy 
speaking of Jeremy Curley, they were saying that Eddie Royal, uh, uh, that really sounds unrelated, but uh, they were saying, you know, Eddie Royal, they were saying uh, if you traded Muhammad Wilkerson to the Bears, maybe you could get Eddie Royal in return cheaper. But, uh, and then someone was saying how Eddie Royal is kind of like Jerry, Jeremy Curley, but the difference is Jeremy Curley can't play outside the slot. Eddie Royal has the speed to just, like, you know, go on the outside, go on the inside. Yeah. So Eddie Royal would be an awesome uh, trade addition, and that kind of wanted me to move to my next point, uh, which is wide receiver. You know, I think that we're definitely going to draft another wide receiver. Yeah, I mean, the depth behind um, Decker and Marshall and Arnunwa, I'd say, is pretty shaky. I mean, you have Tompkins, Devin Smith, Two unproven guys, I would say. Is that yeah? That's it though, isn't it? Devin Smith and yeah, it's Thompson? Devin Smith and Tom. Also, Joe Anderson. Who oh yeah, Joe podcast. Anderson. Oh yeah, I forgot. John. Oh yeah, I, we, I was going to say when punt returner, it might be down to Joe Anderson and Dre Archer. Who knows about that? Um, maybe we'll yeah, get draft. Think, I don't know, man. Yeah, I do think they will take a receiver because the depth is still unproven. Hopefully, Devin Smith is something. But even then, that's just four proven receivers. I, mean, I, would, I wouldn't even say Anum was proven, but he's more of a tight end. Kind of guy. Yeah, so he's not really, really proven, but he can show that he can. He showed that he at least can make plays. Unlike, you know, I mean, Tompkins, I guess, did too. I don't know how to really describe him. Nunwell. He's not proven, but he's not unproven. You know. I mean, I think he's proven as a blocker, and that's what makes him. Yeah, that's ahead sure. of the rest of the guys. When Anunwa played, Ivory went off. That was yeah, a did. fact. That was when he was, that was really nice. He suspended for like four games in the middle of the season, I believe, right? Yeah, four. That really the running game really took a big hit when he was out. Yeah, dude, Jacksonville game, Ivory ran twenty three times for twenty six yards. Yeah, he had and the funny thing, he had three touchdowns that game too. Did he really? For only twenty yeah, three touchdowns. Holy god, jeez, I didn't know that. Um, I believe it was three, three or two. Yeah. Sure. Well I mean three. I think I think we I think we have to draft a wide receiver just because there's not a lot of depth there. Uh not a lot of cap space, obviously. Uh, who knows how it's going to work out. Hopefully something else happens this week. But we're going to go on to questions. Dylan, you have anything else to say? I want to ask you a question. Oh, go ahead. Say that say the Jets aren't able to get a first-rounder for Mon Wilkerson. Would you be willing to take a second and a fourth for him? A second and a fourth? Yeah, because there's a lot of from people who? saying, from just anyone, because people are saying they probably won't be able to get a first-round pick for him. So would you be willing to get a second <sighs> and a fourth for him? That seems like the trade that's been thrown out there the most. Second and a fourth, huh? Is it just is it the fourth this year or? Yeah, this year. Um, it really depends on the team actually because I don't want like a late second. Uh, but maybe I mean, if it was anyone that is like currently projected, like the Bears or Raiders, then I would say yeah, actually I would do it because if Mo's not gonna, we can't afford Mo. I mean, if he's not gonna take fifteen point seven mil, um. I guess we get that back. Let's get Fitzpatrick. We replace him with Leonard Williams slash Sean Richardson. And, I mean, I guess I, I think I would. What about you? Uh, yeah, I agree. I would yeah. take. I mean, because it, it seems a lot of people are saying it's unlikely that they get a first. But, I mean, a second and a fourth and then all that cast base freed up, it's still pretty solid. I mean, I, I think I think we could get, like, a later first. I, I mean, it seems unlikely that just in today's drafting well every time until a trade actually happens in the draft you don't actually think it'll happen like like i said yeah. with the dolphins and raiders like if someone told you the dolphins were moving up from 11 to 3 you wouldn't really expect it so anything can happen during the draft that's been proven so i wouldn't say it's like uh out of the what out of the picture that we that we get a first rounder for mo but i think i think it's possible but obviously i'm no nfl gm but um, I would take a second and fourth, depending on what team it was, because I wouldn't want to move way too far back. But what's the point of having Mo if you're going to have him for one one year? He's handicapping you because you can't get Ryan Fitzpatrick back. 
Um, and plus, maybe you could package that into a three-way trade, trade that second and that extra fourth, move up a little bit with you know the first round. Um, yeah. Because that's another way they could look at it is uh, trade our 20th and then that extra second, move up to the 11th pick or whatever if Goff is there or the one in front of uh, the Rams pick, and then you get him. You know, So there's a lot of... There's yeah. a lot of ways that you, that you can work around not getting or not being able to trade up uh, with a number one, but because uh, then we'd also have we'd still have a number one pick, we'd also have our uh, number two pick, and then we'd also have an extra fourth. Yeah. Alrighty, so we're gonna go into questions now. All right, for into the first question, we have Evan two one six zero. Do you see the addition of Bruce Carter as an upgrade over Demario Davis? Uh, and then he also asked over under that Revis gets three picks this year. Uh, I'm going to say, uh, how, how do you say uh, that he gets it right on three? Is it, do you know what I'm talking about on the line? I'm going to say on the line because I think that's it. But yeah. you see the addition uh, of Bruce, Car- what, do you, what do you think about that one? Three or more or less? Uh, I think I think we'll get over four. All right, Just over four. four. Oh, I almost stopped recording. Not, anyway. over, not over four, but um. He'll get four. Oh, you think he'll get four? Okay, so that's yeah. your answer for that part. Do you see the addition of Bruce Carter as an upgrade over Demario Davis? Um, I don't think he's an upgrade over Demario Davis, but I think the combination of Aaron Henderson and Bruce Carter is an upgrade over Demario Davis. Would you agree? Um, I think I would say that um, Bruce Carter is a, be- a better coverage linebacker. Yeah, yeah, true. He's, he's proven that he proved that in 2014. He had like he had fi- he had five picks that year. Also, had eight passes defended. Wait, when was oh, that? 2014. Uh, 2014. Oh. I thought it was 2013 when it was, was his like, last good year. 2013, he had 96 tackles, and in 2014, he had um five picks. Oh, okay. But, um, yeah, he's also, I'd also say he's quicker than Davis. He actually is pretty fast. He ran a 4-4, 4-4 to 4-5 his 40 time. How many years he played now? Six or seven? He's only played four. Oh, he's only played four years? Oh. Yeah, the first no five. Oh, no, he's five. Played, yeah, okay. He played the first four in Dallas and then one. In, yeah, you mentioned that earlier. I see. So he's been played for five years. So speed isn't exactly four, five, four, six. But if he he's still, he's still fast, I mean, Demario Davis somehow got slow. He was pretty. He was a really fast at one point. I don't know what happened. We I think we mentioned that before, but I don't know what happened to Demario Davis. If I mean, we definitely yeah, but, need. Um, yeah, we got. Um, I would say that Demario is a better tackler. Yeah, but that's what I meant. Coverage I mean, and everything. Overall, I would say. Yeah, overall. overall. Did you say Bruce is better? You, no, I think overall Demario Davis is better, but I think Aaron Henderson and and the combination of Bruce Carter is better. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't even really compare Davis and um and Carter because Henderson's going to be in the role that yeah. Davis was. It's more Henderson versus Demario Davis, and Henderson stole the spot from Demario Davis, so I guess you got to give the edge to Henderson. Uh, Bruce Carter, who was our I guess fourth linebacker last year? Do we even know? Um, the inside linebackers last year was Harris, Davis, Henderson, and then Jamari Lattimore. So Jamari Lattimore, I mean, it's you'd almost compare Bruce Carter to Jamari Lattimore, and right because it doesn't really make sense. Yeah, you can't really compare Bruce Carter and Demario Davis um, because I guess people are kind of forgetting about Aaron Henderson, but uh, it should be actually pretty exciting to see Aaron Henderson play. Um, yeah, I mean, I would I would say that um overall the Jets inside linebacker group is better than it was last year oh for sure just with more speed the fact that we might have someone that can cover a running back is really nice now so yeah it's pretty insane to see that um mccagan was able to upgrade that position with all the limited funds that he has yeah i'm still appalled and i mean it really sucks for demario davis that he went to cleveland so r.i.p uh for his career (laughs) Uh, i'm just kidding but what was our next question 
Um, it is from Artie Boy 406 He says, since the 49ers trade with the Broncos looks pretty official, would you think that Fitzpatrick is pretty much a lock to come back? Um, I mean, I hate to say a lock because I don't want to jinx it because I hope every single day that he just resigns and it's over with. Um, but I have to say, unless he wants to be a backup, then he's a lock to come back to the Jets. Where I mean, there's nowhere else. It doesn't really make sense. He's not going to start anywhere else. I, I don't really see what his other options are. I think they're just waiting. I think they probably even told Fitz that they're waiting until they can get a trade for Mo. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, um, yeah. that has to be it. Yeah, there's really no other options for him. So, um, and is that actually if that trade does go through with Kaepernick and the Broncos, the Jets would have Fitz, Fitz would lose some leverage, actually. Yeah, because they have... wouldn't even have the Broncos left. There's there's nowhere else for him to sign that he could be a starter. And, well, the Jets are still have to offer him the most money. I mean, it sucks that we have to, Well, I think with Mo gone, we'll give him, like, a little bit more than what Chase Daniel got. So, it's not disrespectful. It's just at this point, like, they I'd can't offer maybe... anything. Yeah, but if either Mo is traded or DeBaker Shaw is cut or restructured, um, they could give... I'd say they give Fitz about $9 million. That's, really... that's, that's not so reasonable. Because, um... Because yeah, he wouldn't have any leverage. I mean, yeah, there's true. no other options for him to go. I mean, so why would you over? Why would you give him what he wants Plus, if he has nowhere else to go? The people saying that he might retire. There's no way he retires. He has five kids. He still wants to play a year. There's teams that will take him as a backup. Um, so if it comes down to either retirement or sign with the Jets for nine mil, he's going to be back for nine mil. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's we talked so much about Fitz. I think that's all we got to say, really, right? Um. Yeah. That's All right, pretty... so you got the you got the next one. Oh, this time we're gonna do only three questions. We want to start cutting the podcast down to thirty minutes so you guys can listen to it um, a little bit more conveniently because we got up to like forty eight minutes last week and uh, I think it's just too long. And with three questions, we can slim it down. And I think with the way we were talking earlier, I just think it just works better. And uh, hopefully, you guys think so too. So, what was the next question? Um, hold on, I'm trying to wait. Did you? I thought you picked the last one. No, we did, uh, oh man, what was his name? I can't even remember what it was. No, it was, uh, oh man, what was it? Oh no. Oh, um, yeah, I have, I have it. Oh, okay, good. I was going to say, so, I'm going to have to look on Instagram for it. It says, what is the most important move left for the That's Jets? That's right. Um, Oliver Simon. Okay, let's say, let's answer this question exempting Ryan Fitzpatrick, right? Yeah. Okay. Most important move left is solidifying... The, I guess, outside linebacker or... Yeah, I'm going to say it's solidifying outside linebacker. And I know I mentioned that a little bit before. But uh, right now, I am so far from comfortable with what they currently have. As in just Lorenzo Molden, uh, Trevor Riley, Catapano. That, I mean, the guy from the CFL, Freddie Bishop III, he actually looks like he could be pretty decent. Which is, actually, I mean, I'm excited for that guy. So... But, I mean, I'm not excited enough or, or comfortable enough with him, you know, playing. I mean, they got to get someone. I mean, you agree with that, right? Yeah. I feel like there's a lot of things you could say for this question. I, you could um, say maybe improving the offensive line. Yeah, I was, that was also what I was going to say. But uh, I w- unless if they, if, they some, for, if they get rid of DeBrickishaw, then that immediately moves up number one, you know? Yeah. But, I mean, another move that they would need to make is do something with DeBrickishaw Ferguson's contract. Yeah, because, um, I just cannot see him playing this year for fourteen million. I mean, he's just—I I love the guy, but he's—he's he's fallen off in recent years. He's not worth fourteen million anymore. But yes, I would—I would agree. I would agree that the most important move left to make is improving the outside linebacker position because they said um, 
they said they're expecting a lot of things from Lorenzo Maldon this year, but we can't just rely solely on Lorenzo Maldon. And he's still he was still on the third round rookie last year, so we can't just yeah. put all our money on to one guy. And he wasn't like a full every down linebacker yet. So I mean, he was not. He's not. He's still maybe not even ready for the full, you know, outside linebacker role. But obviously, they're going to hope that he can be. Uh, I could see us bringing in someone in training camp, and he ends up starting as like the first two downs. But uh, yeah, I mean, Lorenzo Molden, you kind of got to just keep hoping that he's going to keep improving. And based on what we've seen and like uh, the kind of guy he is, I could definitely see him improving at least to the point where he can play all three downs if needed. Yeah, I mean, I was hoping they would bring in a veteran this offseason. Yeah, I kind of thought that'd be like one of the four I moves. Courtney Ups- I was really looking for Courtney Upshaw to get signed. Yeah, because he would have been the perfect Atlanta. replacement for Calvin Pace. He's just like a young Calvin Pace where he's not much of a pass rusher, but he has a, a pretty solid yeah. run defense. So, uh, yeah, I mean, Speak- it, okay. Speaking of Calvin Pace, he's still sitting in free agency. Yeah, I mean, I mean, he could come back for his 40th year this year. I, I could definitely see him. <laughs> yeah, 40th year. Uh, actually, I don't even know how many years. He's probably like his uh, 12 or something. I don't know. But He's definitely been there for a while. Yeah, I could definitely see him ending up back on the Jets. He just always somehow seems back on the Jets. Because, I mean, I'd rather bring him back. I mean, we we have um Trevor Riley, Katapano, we talked about this earlier. Trevor Riley's not too bad. Uh, he played yeah. well at the beginning of the year. And then just, I think, did he even, did he get injured too? I think like everyone that could have had a little bit of potential kind of just got injured. But I think he got a concussion or something. Yeah, that's what it was. It was something like that. But, uh, but I, I just mean, feel like they need to add a veteran. Yeah, they, they really do. Guys. they got to solidify the outside linebacker position. That's why I didn't specifically say the most, the biggest need is to draft a linebacker. They have to find some way to at least make it a little bit more comfortable with the outside linebacker position. But, um, of course, sometimes in Todd Bowles' system, they don't play an outside linebacker. They just have Calvin Pryor come up and, you know, play the, what, weak side, I yeah. guess. So yeah. there's so much more. I mean, after the draft, I want to be able to speak so much more clearly and, you know, predict starters and stat projections and everything. But I think that's where we're going to end our episode, unless you have anything more to say about uh, no, outside I'm linebackers. Good. I'm good. All good right. Thing. Well, I think uh, that was a pretty solid episode. I definitely like how we just kind of freely talked a little bit more this time. Uh, we haven't been able to obviously record, and every time we are, it's kind of like trying to think of things to talk about. But uh, since we wait a little bit longer, we have more to talk about. Uh, hopefully, you guys enjoy too. Of course, as always, please leave a review, letting us know what you think. Uh, we definitely we appreciate every review. I think every single time we've ever gotten a review, I screenshot it and then send it to Dylan. We talk about it. But uh, yeah, so please definitely leave a review on iTunes. Uh, obviously, follow us on SoundCloud, like the podcast if you liked it. Obviously. Um, Oh, a new update for... Oh, of course, I'm going to plug the last thing. YouTube, obviously, go check out the YouTube... I said obviously a hundred times. I don't know why. Uh, go check out the YouTube, the JetCast. Uh, Dylan has made nine highlight videos. I've made three. Um, obviously, I'm still a newer video editor. I said it again. Uh, but go check out the YouTube. <laughs> it's, right. it's just the JetCast. Uh, I know it confuses people whenever we post... Or whenever Dylan says go check out my, my videos. But hopefully you check it out. Uh, and the last thing was update for Twitter. I've joined Dylan's Twitter account, which is NY Jets fans only. So the NY Jets era on Twitter is kind of just gone. So obviously yeah. follow us on. In- uh, I said it again. What is going on? <laughs> it's, it's, Twitter it's, and Instagram, NY Jets fans only for Dylan, and then my Instagram is NY Jets era, uh, and that's all. Dylan, that's, Dylan, like you said, anything left? Plug anything? Uh, no. I just I would say that um, 
it's more important that you follow our Twitter because it's more opinionated. Yeah, definitely. Rather than our Instagram, the Instagram where we, I still say follow us on Instagram too, but Instagram we just post strictly like the news and all that stuff. Yeah, Twitter's Twitter is where you can really get to know us and know our opinions and stuff yeah, like that. Twitter's a lot more personal and there's a lot more f- just funny. I mean, there's a lot of funny retweets and everything, especially on Dylan's side. I'm actually never really used Twitter too much, but I'm getting used to it. So, yeah, that's the end of this jetcast. Thank you guys for listening, and uh, we'll see you next time.